0: Hey, Dan. Hey, Dawn. This is Desmond, also known as iPods on FetLife. I was calling for a couple of things really quick, but first of all, I want to say happy Valentine's Day to my love, Lola Gitz.
1: Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week, we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now.
2: Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Here we go again with another episode. (laughs) Awesome. That uh, opening audio was a Valentine's wish, and we'll play the rest of that audio later in the show. But that was just pretty neat. Somebody just called in and called in an audio.
3: I um, love it. Of a Valentine's,
2: for Valentine's Day.
3: Yeah, we heard it, and we're both like, aw, it's kind of cute. I like like that we can put that out there for everybody to hear.
2: Yep. Uh, Here in in today's show, the primary thing we're going to do in today's show is we've got the keynote speech from Laura Antoneau from her... Mm -hmm. Uh, keynote speech at Winter Wickedness just a couple of weeks back here in Central Ohio. Yes. And um,
3: that was a lot of fun. It was. It was a lot of fun. And uh, I think she said that was the first time she'd been recorded. So I think that's what she said, the first time she'd been mic'd. And uh, it's really interesting to listen to her. I can't wait to hear it again because it's... The, the tone infliction mm-hmm. and the humor and everything doesn't always come across in her writings.
2: So. Yeah, I, I have not <laughs> seen her uh, keynote speech or, or her presenter or anything before. Right. I've only read what some of the stuff she's posted on her website. Mm-hmm. So to hear her speak, it says... Um, oh, she's very good at kvetching, I think she calls
3: it. I think that's what she calls it. Yeah. So, and it's, it's kind of like a uh, she can poke fun at people in a humorous way that comes out... Um, a lot more humorous <laughs> when it's mm-hmm. in person.
2: <laughs> and it, it's uh, neat when you realize you're laughing, and, but it's your toes that are being <laughs> exactly, stepped on, as a matter of fact. Exactly, So we'll be playing that in just a little bit. Before we get there, I want to mention that oh, we have contest winners. Yay. Huzzah, huzzah! <laughs> uh, the Girl MJ won the Leather Protocol contest, and uh, we were unable to answer her question, but Twitter ate the question completely, oh. and now I can't go back and even see what it was. <sighs> I will have to admit, she got us. She stumped us. I don't know what the answer to the question <laughs> was. And now you just know. At the International Master Slave Contest a week, two weeks from now, one of the judges is going to ask that question, and we'll be like,
3: don't. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah, a little less than uh, two weeks.
2: (laughs) We'll get there in a second. (laughs) And Sunshine from Long Beach, California won the t-shirt.
3: Yay. So, and and, um, I I want to see a picture of her. I think we should get her to uh, send us a picture of her wearing the t-shirt.
2: So uh, due to anonymity reasons you had mentioned earlier, that her face need not be in the picture, but the shirt and what the shirt's covering should be in there. Yes. And if someone accidentally walked by and dumped cold water on the shirt, that would be unfortunate. <laughs> well, that was pretty slimy, even for me. So, um, Sunshine, we will get a hold of you shortly and figure out how to get you your T-shirt. And The Girl MJ, we will reach out to you as well and get you your audio leather protocol. Nice. Um, people that did not win a contest would be you and me. The Take a Vacation <laughs> contest did not come our way nor did we win
3: no not at all instead
2: we will be pretty damn busy in the next couple of weeks luckily
3: uh, my wing is healing because i had yes. packing to do your arm is healing
2: it's moving you're out of effect we took you for your first car drive not long ago
3: we did just a couple of hours ago and you so. did very
2: well thank you <laughs> i was nervous it's been almost two months i kept my nose buried into angry birds the whole time you were driving not yes. to say i was un- unimpressed <laughs> with your driving or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a week from now, we'll be heading down towards southern centralish Ohio, yeah. And we'll be uh, presenting for the Prestige Group. We'll be uh, picking up Karen with us as we go because we're doing a huge monstrous sacred sexuality a to z sort of thing
3: right right so um it's uh more like an intensive i would guess because it's longer than one of our workshops so we kind of combined a couple of the things that we do and it should go across very well Mm
2: -hmm. i hope so I, i think the last time you spoke about it you mentioned something like it was 24 slides of information? Yes.
3: It's, well, I kind of got it a little less than that, but it is a lot of information. And because sacred sexuality is a lot of information. Right, and right. even if you don't keep it in the history and what it is, you know, we add in tips, you know, how you can use sacred sexuality in your scenes, how you can mm-hmm. use energy in your scenes. You know exactly what it is, where you can find it, you know, things like that. So it's, it's very
2: interactive. Mm-hmm. And, um... We're big fans of the whole sacred sexuality type stuff and keeping a level of sacredness in your sexuality, either as a healing tool or, or just as a way to enhance your relationship. Mm-hmm. Goes good with the Valentine's theme. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and then after that, we got a little trip to Texas. Yeah, a little trip to Texas. So, um, uh, yeah, nine days. You know what I like about going to Texas this time of year? What's that? Um, it's not football season. <laughs> So I don't have to purposefully avoid Cowboys games. There you go. Although I would have liked to be in the middle of Cowboy uh, football season, so I can avoid Cowboy games that way as well. <laughs> not a Cowboys fan, apparently.
3: Yeah, uh, you used to be a long time ago. Something
2: was, happened. Yeah, they, they fired their coach for winning too many Super Bowls. Uh, yeah, that's uh, anyway. Right. <laughs> probably not a sports podcast. Uh, the reason we're going to Dallas, Texas, is the International Master Slave. Contest. Contest, You and I and four other contesting couples will be grilled and diced (laughs) and questioned and interrogated. Yes. uh, All weekend long. All weekend long. (laughs) Glad we signed up for that. (laughs) What a joy that's going to be. It is actually a really interesting opportunity to reach out, um, and really, so that the purpose of the judges is to say who would make a good representation for the international master slave community from their perspective, right. over the next year. Right. And um, obviously, you and I feel that we're qualified. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and podcast listeners have written us and saying, gee, you guys aren't too crazy.
3: Exactly. So, you know, we've been doing this. We've been living this lifestyle for a long time. So mm-hmm. We've got 12 years under our belt. And, you know, that that's a, that's a lot of experience. But from what I'm seeing with the other contestants, they all bring something positive to the table, too, or they wouldn't have won their, their right. regionals. So Absolutely. everybody's got their... Everybody's got their glowing points for them. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see what the judges
2: decide they want this year. You know, one of the big things that we've been told is be yourself. And that's been, I mean, that's just so important. Because Mm -hmm. then if the judges decided, you know, you're not the right people, then you can say, well, then they decided that the real day and the real dawn are not the right people to represent international mass slave community this year. So be it.
3: Exactly. So and honestly, um it takes too much energy to not be yourself. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm going to go, we're going to have a good time. We're going to um most of House Meta is going to be there. Other Ohio people are going to be there supporting us. And um I bet you there's going to be some Kentucky people there as well and we got some Illinois people Absolutely. coming in too yep. as that, so that we know of. And um, a lot of people from our region and uh it's going to be a lot of fun, but uh you know, you can't can't put on a show. We don't have a show to put on, per se. Right. Our, our MS, there's not a mask.
2: Right. So it is right. who we are. And, and it's really neat to think that the, um, it would be nice if the judges had the ability to just stop by people's houses mm-hmm. before the contest and say, all right, well, how do you really live? Yes. You know, I know how you live while you're being judged in a contest, mm-hmm. but how do you really live? So that'd be interesting, Uh, but of course that'd be incredibly expensive and not really going to (laughs) happen.
3: It'd be expensive, but it would be interesting because they would see us interact with the podcast and interact daily and interact Mm -hmm. with, you know, everything that an MS couple, we've got regular life stuff as well. So
4: right.
2: Right. You know, but yeah, that would be interesting. And after International Master Slave Contest, it really doesn't matter to us, win or lose from a perspective Mm -hmm. of what's next because... What's next is more presenting, more workshops. After that, a little bit after that, we're heading for Pittsburgh and we'll be uh doing something for the uh, mass chapter in town. Yes.
3: Yeah, so masters and slaves together, so the Pittsburgh chapter and I'm sure it's going to be a Pittsburgh or a Pittsburgh topic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a master slave topic.
2: So why did the Steelers lose the Super Bowl? <laughs> See we're back to football again. Yeah, I don't know exactly. how that I don't happens. know how
3: that's going. Oh, maybe because we watched our skit. Could be. <laughs>
2: So that's what we got coming up next. Couple of things. If you're in Texas or Pennsylvania or here in Ohio, and uh, you happen to be near any of those events, head over to Erotic Awakening website, and they'll put out links and all that jazz. If it's something you want to go check out.
3: Oh, absolutely. And our full schedule's up there. So we've got tons going on: Chicago, Fort Lauderdale, Canada, God,
2: West Virginia. Um,
3: I'm not even sure what else is on there, but uh, it's all listed.
2: As long, as well as past, p, past. Podcast episodes and other stuff um, like if you did not win the t-shirt contest but you want one anyway exactly um, you can also use the erotic awakening website to get a hold of us on the contact form or you could just call us at three oh ah, i got it yeah what's that voice mail number 206-309-0054 uh, we want to mention real quick before we get into um, whatever we're doing beyond that. Um, oh, you know what? So maybe you're not traveling. Maybe you're not going out anywhere. But you still want to interact with uh, authors and presenters and educators like Dr. Bob Rubel. Yes. You could head over this Wednesday, February 16th at 9.30 p.m. He is doing a free 60-minute webcast session at um, Creative Sexuality. So last week, we brought in Ava, and we talked to her about mm-hmm. uh, the org and they're trying to do this online learning thing. Right, right. So this Wednesday, uh, Dr. Bob Rubel will be doing his um, monthly...
3: Yeah, it's a monthly discussion group. So monthly discussion group. On, uh this time, it's Master Slave Theory and Practice, which means there's going to be an interactive chat room, and he'll be able to answer questions You know, visibly. He'll be on the, on the webcam, and you'll be able to ask questions questions and get answered directly mm-hmm. through the chat room and live via webcam so and i highly recommend that once you're in there take a look at some of the other teachers that are available and what they have to offer because i know i heard miss constance has something coming up mm-hmm. and um i'm forgetting the other names but i remember it was a uh, was professor oni's coming up with something one that i was forgetting. Um, and sherry I think fox
2: sherry fox and, and um foxy, foxy
3: yes Whew.
2: Just missed them it's like, okay. So um, now you've had the opportunity to do something on creativesexuality.org. I, I haven't did. yet. Um, and I, so I'm going to head over there for the free one because I want to start off with the free one. Okay. I don't mind paying fair compensation to presenters and mm-hmm. people that are giving me their time. Uh, Mistress Constance has been doing this for quite a, a while, right? So she yes. has some great information to share. Uh, But the fact that I can start off with a free one, I am all for that. Exactly. So So that's creativesexuality.org. If Mm -hmm. you are not... So you don't want to go online... You don't want to travel. Let's say you're in central Ohio and you still haven't left recovering from the Winter Wickedness thingamajig. (laughs) Maybe there's something here in town you could do.
3: Of course there is. So people leave uh, Winter Wickedness uh, tired, worn out, very happy, but um, already craving a next party. And the next event's not for six more months, which is COPE. So AIS will usually throw everyone a bone (laughs) sort of thing. They'll have a a one-day event Coming up, and it's called the AIS April Fools Party. So it's coming to Club Princeton, and um, what they do is they rent out the VIP lounge, so which is like a three thousand square foot play space, Mm -hmm. and bring in all the equipment, and um, it's going to be just a Saturday night, and it's from 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. on April 9th.
2: No classes, no workshops, no notebooks. Party, party, party. Play, play, play. Yes. Nothing wrong with that. I'm going to. By the way, I'm going to have lunch. With Beric uh, in the next day or two, and mm-hmm. I will mention that you want to throw him a bone, or he's going to throw you a bone, or there's some <laughs> bone throwing around. I'm sure he'll need to know about that I'm beforehand. I'm going so much
3: trouble. The, That's not a bad thing sometimes.
2: Uh, no? It's not a bad thing sometimes. Uh, the question of the day today comes from the... So, uh, one of the more popular groups over on FetLife is novices and newbies, mm-hmm. and they have all these great questions on there. But I didn't want to just go on there and steal questions yeah. for our podcast, okay. so I spoke with the group owner, Risen Sun, and or Risen Sun, depending on how you pronounce it. <laughs> um, and I said, "Hey, I would like to to take some of these questions and address them on the podcast. But what would be a cool way to do that?" And he said, "Well, okay, that's fine. And here's a cool way to do that." So he gave me some, "Hey, do it this way in this fashion, right?" and um, Heck, I can put up – so what we're doing is we have a general thread saying, for question of the day, what would you like Dane and Dawn to talk about? Or, in the case of one of the questions that popped up, Lee Harrington to talk about. Right. So uh, that threads out on FetLife, and I will put a link out for that too. But that way, instead of posting your question and just hearing – or are seeing how other people, you know, are typing at it. You can hear. Right. Kind of a lazy man's way to ask a question, <laughs> I guess.
3: I like it. I like it. So.
2: So the question of the day this time
3: around is. When looking for a dom or master, what would be considered a red flag? So, and I think that's a great question because I was actually looking on another group in Fet. And um, someone had the same question. So this seems to be running the circuit. Maybe it's springtime and something's in the air. I don't know. (laughs) So people are meeting new people. But um, this is always a good question. There's always new people coming in. And um, one of the things that I have found is that it's good to know what the red flags are. Mm -hmm. Because especially for submissives, they get this thing called slave crave. Or subby frenzies. Mm-hmm. And it's where they want to submit so bad that they throw common sense out the door.
2: Unfortunately, we have seen that yes. more than once. Yes. so And it's not a pretty sight. <laughs> no, and people do have a tendency sometimes to think with their... Not with their brain. They right. think with their cravings. They think with their desire. They think with their heart. They think with their loins. Yes. Um, well, so that can be dangerous.
3: And a submissive really, really, really wants to trust a dominant. So sometimes they give that trust before it's earned. You know, they, mm-hmm. they really crave that. And, um, and I'm not, we're saying dominance right now. I'm sure it can be flipped the other way as well. But what I was getting ready to say was, okay, so let's leave it a little generic. Sometimes people can type a good game. <laughs> that's true <laughs> you know and they, they can type that that perfect fantasy and really know how to use words to reel people in mm-hmm. so and most of us um most of the time most of the time that you have to worry about red flags is going to be meeting somebody online first and then in person usually if you meet someone in person like at an event right. or something there's not as many instances of having to worry about red flags And I'm thinking because they're already out in public.
2: Yeah, yeah, that makes makes sense. You still have to be careful.
3: I was going to step
2: back on that one, but no, that does make sense. Once you're out in public, see, that, of course, is one of the, so there's one of the red. Now, just because somebody's at an event doesn't make them safe. Exactly. But one of the red flags is if I, you know, if if somebody I know is going to meet somebody, one of the questions I recommend they ask is, Well, what munches do you go to? What events Mm -hmm. do you go to? Where, you know, where are you known? Um, And if the person says, oh, I never leave the house, that's not necessarily a red flag, but it's not a great thing either. One of the things that the the kink, the BDSM, and the leather community all do very well Mm -hmm. is they self-police. Yes. So if somebody was interested in you, they should be able to ask around three or four people and say, hey, I was thinking about, you know, uh, hooking up with Dawn and getting her to flog my <laughs> cock or something, you know. Hopefully, you know if you're if you're around at all, somebody might know who you are. So that's one possibility. Now, granted, that is not a automatic. A lot of people don't get out in life, don't get out to that's events true. and munches either because of where they live or it's just not their
3: thing. Now, some so, of the, some of the replies I've had before, though, when um, I've asked people if they're part of groups, is no, I tried that. We don't get along. Yeah. Okay, there's a red flag, though, for a little bit for me. It's like, okay, there's 27 groups out there. You're not getting along with anybody. Hmm. Could be. <laughs> or um, one of the things that I do like that some of my submissive friends do is, um, if you want to meet me, will you meet me at a munch?
2: Right. Oh, See? yeah. So that's a great one.
3: Yeah, because then you're in a kink-friendly environment, even though it's a vanilla space. So, but you're around people that you know, and, you know, it's just a, it's a safer
2: place to meet. So beyond that, another red flag that comes to my mind is the old, um, you know, now here's the, well, the easy ones, right? Uh-huh. Uh, can I have your phone number? Yes. People that will not give me their phone number. And, you know, I can say, look, I, I understand, you know, I may not need to call you, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to call you at night, but... If I can't have your phone number, there's a reason I can't have that. Are you afraid your wife's going to pick up the phone? Is that what it is? Mm -hmm. Um, Or do you not want me to really know that much information about you? Are you afraid that, you know, I don't know. To me, that's a nice one to develop, you know, some level of trust at least. Exactly. So, because
3: otherwise it's like, what are you hiding? Um, Another thing is, and what we've done before. Okay, so what we have covered is is to meet in public. Mm Mm-hmm always meet in public you know the ones that you hear the horror stories of didn't meet in public so you know they had that that craving and just yeah left common sense at the door or they think bdsm and leave common sense at the door um, some of the things that we've done is when we've met people is actually asked to see their driver's license.
2: Yeah. I mean, anybody that won't show me their driver's license, that's a red flag to me. It mm-hmm. means you don't, I don't want to reveal who I truly am. Right. Look, I appreciate if you've got a scene name and you're a teacher or something like that. You don't want me to, you know, have too much information about you. But on the other hand, if, uh, if I'm going to let you tie me up and flog me, yeah, I, yeah, I think I deserve to have the, a level of trust that you'll let me see your driver's license.
3: So, And we show ours in return. So, oh, absolutely. You know, and so, you know, we return the favor. Um, so another couple of red flags to look out for in um, at first meetings, at least, um, is someone that won't allow you to have a safe call. Mm-hmm. Because we absolutely advise to have a safe call. I can remember a couple when we first got into this lifestyle, we were talking about safe calls, and that's before cell phones were prevalent. Mm-hmm. You know, so the um, the submissive and this this submissive and dominant couple were talking, you know, telling us how they met, and what they did was they showed each other their driver's license, mm-hmm. and then he, who was the dominant, when they sat down to dinner, gave her a quarter, and said, "You better have a safe call." And you better call on time. Because mm-hmm. if you have a correct safe call and you don't call on time, that means the cops are coming for my ass. And I want to make sure that you sure. make your call.
2: <laughs> and hopefully people still dig that, you know, mm-hmm. that the way of doing things like with the safe call and that kind of stuff. And the idea behind it just, uh, this isn't the safe call episode, the 10-second, right. you know, is... If you were going to go off and meet somebody for the first time, mm-hmm. you would, at an assigned time, like say you were going to meet him at 7, right. at 7.10, you would call me and we would work out a system that you could say, I've made it here, I've met the person, they are what their picture looks like, or they don't give me the creepies, or, you know.
3: Yeah, and it's like code words so that they can't tell, you know, exactly if you want, what you're talking about. you could about. do code so, words. Yeah, you know, if I said, you know, I think I'm having spaghetti tonight. That means everything's okay. Mm-hmm. So, because if everything's not okay, you don't want to say into the phone.
2: Everything's not okay. That's true. <laughs> well, That's it, a good it depends point. Depends what kind of the situation is. <laughs> so, uh, what other red flags come to mind? What are the things that make you step back when meeting a new dom or master or mistress type? Um,
3: for me, it is the um, if they take too much entitlement. So, if they come into it and their first words are Neil bitch." <laughs> Or, you know, something along those lines. We always joke about that one. Mm -hmm. But, you know, something along those lines where they want me to submit at the first meeting when we're just meeting for the first time. That's a big red flag to me. So um, I want someone that's going to take it slow and get to know me a little bit first. And we're actually meeting in a peer-to-peer, you know, moment first. Mm -hmm. So, but if they try to push it too fast, that's a
2: red flag for me. Mm -hmm. Um, profiles that are brand new, yes. You know, and um, you know, if you're going to either on Collar Me or FetLife or Alt. dot com, however you met this person, mm-hmm. check out their pro- profile. And if the profile is like only a month old and you've only known the person for a month, that may not be a great sign. May not um, having a little history there. You know, like with FetLife, you can see what does the person belong to certain groups. Do they mm-hmm. post? Are they interactive with other people? Um, How do their exes talk about them? Maybe yeah, you know that might be on there. The only other, the only other uh, big red flag that I want to mention, and this is not a um, when you meet someone red flag, but this is a down the road red flag after you've Mm -hmm. met. Maybe things are starting to go well, and I want to mention this one because this is where most of the horror stories that we hear start with. Okay, it's when they say cut. I need you. I want you to cut off your contact with everybody else. Your friends oh, are no yeah. longer your friends. They're a bad influence on you. You don't need to be so engaged with your family. They're, you know, they're not important anymore. I am the only one important to you. And uh, they they get you to start cutting off contact with the outside world. Right. Um, there might be some fantasies and there might be some situations where that's, avail- you know, reasonable for a short time sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there may well be, you know, a good, caring, loving master says, you know, your friend, Jojo Momo really is a bad <laughs> influence on you, and I want you to, them out of your life. Right. Um, but that's not quite the same thing there, right? When we Most of the horror stories that we've heard, as I've mentioned, they come from the, you know, they start off with, you know, he wouldn't let me talk to my friends anymore. He wouldn't let me right. use this to mystery. He wouldn't let me call my mom, that mm-hmm. kind of thing.
3: Yeah, that is what to watch out for. So, and, um... You know, and and vocabulary is very uh, difficult when you're talking about BDSM and people's fetishes as well. But the one thing that I want to say is, is if it's a, if it turns into a relationship, and like you said, you're further down the road, and it becomes about um, squelching you, you know, Mm -hmm. instead of lifting you up, instead of allowing you to grow, and, and it becomes more of the degrading sort of relationship. And that's where I was Uh, That's why I'm trying to backpedal just a little bit because of people's fetishes. Mm -hmm. There's humiliation and degradation, and then there's the bad, humiliation and degradation, you know, that that turns you into a, uh, yeah, (laughs) I was getting ready to say fetal position (laughs) where you just lock into yourself.
2: Yep. I would say that um, not allowing you a safe word could be a red flag, but I think I'll just save that for Laura Antone, uh, keynote in a couple minutes, and she'll tell us about SafeWords and what she thinks about oh, them. Oh, she'll tell us a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanted to mention really quickly, before we get to that keynote speech, that um, if, you are, if you enjoy the podcast, head over to iTunes and rate us, or tweet about us, or lick us on Facebook, <laughs> one day there will actually be a lick function.
3: That would be so awesome. So um,
2: awesome.
3: Oh, oh, well, we got to try out something recently. What was that? Another piece of the Maui kink
2: rope. So, uh, yeah, the coconut rope wasn't our thing.
3: It wasn't our thing. But so we
2: tried another one. What was the one we tried? We think had two we, other ones. I think ones. it was the mohair. Yeah. <laughs> I liked that one. <laughs> you liked the mohair. And we should actually take that with us to the sensual uh, thing we're doing for Prestige Club next week. Okay. Because the mohair rope, that's the thing that came to my mind was it's very sensual. Yeah. It's very soft. It's very um caressing Mm -hmm. it was thicker in
3: diameter Mm -hmm. for one so it wasn't as abrasive um but like you said it was very soft and sensual and just feeling it drag across the skin it wasn't ow 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 right (laughs) you know it was it was it was nice
2: (laughs) so we um big fans of the mohair yes yeah i did like the mohair uh, rope that we got from Maui Kink. I'm going to head over there and uh, I can see stocking up on that one because again it reflects my style of play. It's very sensual. It's mm-hmm. very tactile. It's um, it's very uh, caressing is the word I keep coming back to. So yes. that's the word I'm going to use for the mohair rope. Loved it. I did sneeze a little. I hope I'm not allergic, allergic to, to goats. It.
3: Oh well, or, <laughs> I think that's bad. where mohair comes so, from. But I did just have a little flash of a fantasy of about the mohair and the coconut.
4: Cause uh. the differences
3: <laughs> you know because you can make the the, the um, breast harness the chest harness uh-huh. with the mohair like we did mm-hmm. and then wrap the breast up with the coconut wow that would
2: clean. that would be cool too okay. you should become a rope top this is pretty complicated <laughs> okay. sounding no not my thing <laughs> and that is going to bring us to the keynote speech from laura antony uh, we were fortunate to actually uh, get to stay in there and listen to it, mm-hmm. and watch people's faces and, <laughs> and the reactions. people's reactions. <laughs> People that may not uh, be familiar with Laura Antenu, um, just last week we had we talked to her a little bit about the marketplace. Um, just head over to her website. She's got so much stuff going mm-hmm. on, um, and and it's you know I, we talked to her a little bit about. It. It's great that she, you know she's very happy that she's known as the author of the Marketplace series. Right, that's a wonderful thing to be known as that. But uh, she really has a lot of stuff going on. She
3: does, she does. And if you missed her here at Winter Wickedness in Ohio, mm-hmm. she's also going to be coming to Kinko de Mayo in Cleveland in. I guess that's the first weekend, <laughs> yes, of, May. Is the first weekend of May. Kinko of Mayo. Kinko de Mayo. Yes. Yeah, so she'll be back. Lots of great stuff.
2: We will record her there, too.
3: Yay.
5: Am I on?
4: Are you on?
3: Yeah. righty,
5: then. I don't need that. Okay. Uh, for a nice lady who uh, hasn't heard of me, get caught up. I someone's book. No. Bye. No, no. buy borrow, no money for me, <laughs> buy, feeds my cat, <laughs> gets me health insurance, it's a good thing. Um, I am Laura Antony. that is the pronunciation of my last name, you are not expected to know it. Is this loud enough, folks? Okay. Um, I want to thank you guys for booking this hotel. This is the first hotel that has given me a flagging item in the room. Now, if you stay at some Hyatt hotels, they will give you a little toy bag, right? With a blindfold, sensory deprivation device, and some little foul-smelling spray to make someone really uncomfortable, and one nipple clamp. (laughs) right? But at this hotel, they actually give you a flagging device. Because you know what flagging is, right? That's indicating your availability or desirability. This means I'm flagging presenter. This means I'm flagging queer. This means me and Felice have something in common. (laughs) Well, the hotel has kindly given me a label. (laughs) How did they know I was firm? This is something new. I'll tell you, that's different. Good evening and thank you for scheduling me at a humane hour to speak. Not at 10 a.m. in the morning after two nights of dungeon play. I often wonder why people ask me to come to these things to begin with, but I particularly wonder why they invite me for a second time. Um, Because I am not a cheerleader for unity in the community in the safe, saint consensual, happy, fairy, kumbaya group that we all are. Um, part of me suspects the reason why I keep getting invited, though, is because they make me speak at 10 a.m. on Sunday. So there's 400 perverts sitting in the room, hungover, blissed out, fighting with their exes, trying to figure out whether they want scrambled eggs or waffles, I get up there, someone laughs, and they say, oh, that Laura, she's so funny. <laughs> and they have no fucking clue what I said. It may come as a surprise to you that I am actually trying to make a living doing this. Yet so far, not successfully. <laughs> but I'm trying, damn it. Um, the benefit of this is I get to travel a lot, often to what to a New Yorker, is an exotic place.
4: <laughs>
5: For example, last year, I spent a month in Australia, in New Zealand. Okay? That was pretty cool. And uh, last weekend, I was in Phoenix, where, thanks to the very woo-woo atmosphere at uh, Southwest Leather Conference, I have decided that my Native American name is Kvetches to Perverts. <laughs> Soon I'll be putting hooks in myself, dancing no, I won't.
4: <laughs> no, nah,
5: still won't. They have not converted me yet. And now here I am in beautiful downtown Worthington. <laughs> Believe it or not, this is also exotic to me. <laughs> For example, I understand that Jell-O is considered salad here. <laughs> And and that you have four seasons, almost winter, winter, still winter, and construction. I learned this from my wife, who actually grew up in Holland, Michigan. So she's your dead enemy, right? The Michigan people, right? Yeah, she told me a lot of Buckeye jokes that I didn't get.
4: Um,
5: Also, my daddy is from Ohio. And how I wound up with two Midwestern ladies in my life, I don't know, Um, but you betcha. (laughs) A drawback of all this travel and socializing is that I am exposed to more information about my fellow perverts than is really fair for me to have. (laughs) Because I only teach topics about relationships, you won't find me doing hands-on anything. I want to touch you people. Um, (laughs) Although, although, Felice, if you need a stunt hand, I'm small. (laughs) Um, People will often tell me very personal stories about themselves, often much more than I really want to hear. And, of course... They write to me long after the event is over. And I am frequently pointed by friends and loved ones to lengthy discussions on fet Life where people speak so much about their personal lives, I wonder if they have time to have one.
4: <laughs>
5: now, I do not get involved in online drama. I used to do that 10, 15 years ago, but I'm over that now. Speaking of 15 years ago, In 1995, I wrote, unsafe at any speed, or safe, sane, consensual, my fanny. This was my brief manifesto on how boring and safe and negotiated the scene was becoming. Fifteen years ago. Since that time, many people have come up to me at events and said, oh my God, the awesome thing you've ever written, I feel exactly the same way, and the scene is more boring and safe than ever. Two years ago, I gave another speech called, You Must Be This Tall to Ride This Ride, where I noted that the Dsers, the master-slash-slave people, were feeling very put out by some of the literature from, oh, you know, the NCSF and other friendly people that was being produced that seemed a little bit encroaching on the things that they did in their relationships. For example, if you do control someone's finances, my God, it could be abusive. (laughs) Or it could be that you're controlling their finances and it's totally okay. Anyway, they were feeling a bit put out, so I got up in in front of them and I said, grow the fuck up, people, okay? (laughs) If you, if you don't know the difference in your own relationship between what is abusive and what is not, don't do it! <laughs> doctor, doctor, it hurts when I do this. Don't do this! <clears throat> My response to their complaints was to quit whining and stand tall enough to take the consequences of making a personal decision. Now I'm going to be even more direct than that. Because apparently that was too subtle. (laughs) I am turning 48 this year. That means sometime in this year, in September or October, it will mark the 30th anniversary of the night I walked into the Hellfire Club for the first time. 30... Fucking years. TNGers, yes, that means I was doing this sometime before you were born! Which is why you're not allowed to come to one of my workshops. I have grown up a lot in those 30 years. Now, I would like the scene to grow up a little. It's long past time for this scene to acknowledge the simple fact that a lot of what we teach, what we support, and what we submit to each other for public consumption is, in fact, pediatric sadomasochism. And while that's fine for the sex shop dilettantes the easily titillated, the live weekend warriors who will never actually get out from behind their computer to actually touch another person,
4: <laughs>
5: and the once a year fly to London, put on your latex, snort your cocaine and dance crowd,
4: <laughs>
5: while it is perfectly appropriate for novices, the shy and the socially awkward, At a certain stage of development, the training wheels have to come off. And much more importantly, we need to acknowledge that once you take the wheels off, you're going to fall down. Falling is part of the process. Don't clap. I'm going to get meaner. (laughs) Mama is not going to follow you around all your life with Band-Aids. The reason why we take the training wheels off is so you learn how to put the fucking band-aid on yourself. Eventually, you grow skilled, you crash less often. Eventually, you learn where you can bike safely and where it is unsafe. But you always know, as you grow up, there are always dangers and you might fall again and you can risk serious injury. But the benefit of riding the bike outweighs that. The freedom outweighs the fear. This is where Susan's gonna spit up her gum if she's chewing. (laughs) Let's stop pretending that safe words are necessary or even useful. And on the flip side, Let's stop pretending that playing without a safe word is somehow more dangerous than having one, or the mark of a real or absolute or total or Euro-Gorean whatever-the-fuck relationship you have. (laughs) Okay, let me clue you in. The original intention of having a safe word was so that a role-playing bottom could enjoy screaming, No! No! Stop! Don't! without confusing those words with, Ouch! No, really, stop. (laughs) In other words, safe words only stopped a scene because the use of plain English or whatever language you use to communicate in would be awkward or perhaps misunderstood that was the use of a safe word for role-playing. All those people out there are like, oh, I don't use a safe word because that gives the sub all the power. Let me clue you in on a piece of fact here, okay? Your subby who has signed her name in blood on a lifetime contract with 15 co-signatories, dance the sacred mating dance of the Glorian Total Slave Master under the full twin moons of gore, can leave you tomorrow. So all the pronouncements in the world about what power a bottom has, well, yes, they have this power. <laughs> I, yeah, it, it, it boggles the mind that 30 years ago in beagle they were having that conversation and 30 years later they're doing it still. Don't we understand? Come on, aren't we supposed to be fucking adults? Yes, we could leave each other. This is news. Someone I know colored someone around Christmas time. Full lifetime coloring, blah, blah, blah. The next day, it was over. Record-breaking. Usually, it takes about three months. Let me tell you something about safe words. Untie me, or I'm going to call the cops. <laughs> let me out or I'm calling my lawyer stop hitting me or I'll tell your mom (laughs) not only are these effective as safe words but man are they boner
4: killers
5: (laughs) alright so and and you want to throw some ice water on a scene try the simple statement I withdraw my consent Alright? And yet, if saying red makes the same difference to you, more power to you. I don't care, except don't make it into a magic talisman or the mark of a noob. It's neither. It's a tool. Like my kitchen knife. The kitchen knife does not make me a better cook. Knowing how to use it makes me better at what I do. But it doesn't make my food any better. So knowing how to use a safe word or whether to use one will make you a better player. It's not going to make your play more fun though. Yeah, 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 Okay. (laughs) I went off a little there. (laughs) But safe words and the myths around them are just a symptom of the greater malaise that has afflicted the scene. When I came out, there were damn few resources for information, no nothing for networking, and damn little for socializing. And the ability to spread the information that we had was even more limited. We had actual imprint magazines. They came in the mail. The mail is the thing that that person who brings <laughs> packages to your house is. Now we have 700,000 people, or at least 600,000 people and 100,000 sock puppets typing away (laughs) on FetLife 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There's your 24-7 right there. (laughs) Now, on the one hand, that's an awesome thing. If I'd had that when I was a teenager... Oh, the trouble I would have gotten into. (sighs) But the more that's out there, the easier it is for us to connect. The easier it is for us to share good information, to meet each other, check up on each other, network, socialize, get our freak on. On the other hand, it has encouraged some of the most pediatric behavior at all, the complete lack of personal responsibility. Anonymity plus the internet equals dickwad. this isn't rocket science but it's not Jim either <laughs> if you this is where I'm going to get really mean okay this is where you might want to take notes but
4: not nice up to now. <laughs> oh yeah this is gentle
5: if you cannot negotiate safe vanilla sex you have no business negotiating sadomasochism what? if you are disturbed by the consensual behavior of other adults because it triggers something in you, don't watch. (laughs) If you put your body in the hands of someone else and you do not take care of your needs first, whether it's by negotiation, communication, or any other adult responsibility, you need to accept the consequences if you can't manage your own life you have no business trying to manage someone else's and if you do not own your own shit you should not be trying to be owned by someone else i told you i was going to be direct now some of you cheering, nodding, clapping, like these were truths that were self-evident. But the fact is, after every event I go to, I can tell stories of what I've witnessed, heard about afterwards, or read about on (laughs)
4: Life.
5: where people refuse to take responsibility for their own choices and actions. Oh, the submissive didn't use her safe word because she was too deep into subspace. Oh really (laughs) then she has no business relying on a safe word and her top should not have trusted her to use one obviously they need a different way to communicate their needs they need to play a lot lighter or maybe they need a new top and that top needs to stop relying on a magic word to solve all their problems we're not in kindergarten. Grow the fuck up. But my, do the people whine. They didn't get what they wanted from Friday to Sunday. And therefore, on Monday morning, they're typing away about how everything went wrong and how none of it was their fault. It's always another person. It's always the other group. It's always the other event. It's always something else that ruined it for them. And they have no shyness about telling us. Grow the fuck up. We are all responsible first and foremost to ourselves. Okay? Stop hiding behind a role or an identity in order to shield yourself from consequences. Oh, but he consented to be my 24-7 total euro old guard lifestyle slave. That's whining. That's whining. If on day two after you signed the total lifetime contract, said slave is already packing to go, you know what? It's both your fault. It's also the fault of your friends who witnessed it.
4: <laughs>
5: it's more like a bridesmaid who's going down the aisle thinking this will never last. This will never
4: last. <sighs>
5: Come on, I know some of you have been there. You're like, oh, colouring ceremony, <laughs> I'll be there. The fault is, all y'alls, pick up your toys, fix what you broke, and try not to involve the entire fucking community in your little drama. You know why? We don't care. Okay? The only reason why I care is because mean and funny is still funny. Take responsibility for your feelings, your choices, and every risk you take, all right? Learn to say things like, I'm not ready for that, without feeling bad, okay? That's not a judgment call. If you are truly not ready, don't step up. There are a million other things you could do to have fun. And when you are willing to say, I'm ready for that, know that by that declaration you are accepting the responsibility for that choice. Now, it may be that someone else colludes with you in a perfect storm of shit and everything goes wrong and fault can be applied like a rainbow of sprinkles. (laughs) Don't whine about it, though. Work it out like grown-ups. Remember, for every wrong choice you make, you can also make a right choice. Celebrate the right ones, learn from the wrong ones, and then bury them discreetly in the backyard with the other bodies. (laughs) (coughs) Nothing in this scene safe words networking whatever you want to call all the things that we use to try to make sure that we all know each other and we all play nicely with each other sm101 classes and safety workshops and everything like that none of those things excuse an individual from acting responsibility for uh, uh, acting responsibly for themselves all right all of these things that i said in my little manifesto here I'm not asking for you to not be responsible. What I'm saying is I want you to be 10 times as responsible. But be responsible to yourself first. When you protect yourself, and when you are confident in your own choices, then you have the freedom to make dangerous choices, dangerous liaisons, risky fun. when you accept the burden of responsibility you're gifted with more freedom of action it's one of those strange and wonderful things about being kinky remember any, any step that you take toward risk if it's not backed up by confidence and responsibility is like riding your bike toward a pothole but it's time to take those wheels off and take the falls every once in a while. Just don't bitch to me about it.
1: (laughs) Hi, Dan and Dawn. My name is Krista. Um, I go by Sunshine, but... um, You guys will have your first names on there, so I thought I'd leave mine too. I'm calling you from the Long Beach area of California, and I listen to your podcast regularly. I love it. You guys are awesome. Um, Between work and, and personal life, I'm not able to get to many different things, and you guys cover such a broad range of topics that I really get to, you know, achieve my subspace by listening to you guys and, you know, kind of experiencing vicariously a lot of things I don't normally get to. Um, I like to tell my master um, about the different podcasts and how fun you guys are. And sometimes she comes in and, you know, hears me laughing over things, especially like when Dawn's laughing too. And Dan, you just sound so cool. So um, I wanted to reach out. I would love to have a T-shirt so I can totally geek out while I'm listening to my podcast and doing housework and other um, tasks that master wants. So um, that would just totally make my day. Um, uh, thank you so much again. I'm Sunshine from Long Beach. Uh shout out from SoCal, hope you guys are uh surviving the winter and um keep podcasting, keep doing-
0: Hey Dad, hey Dawn. This is Desmond, also known as iPods on Fet Life. I was calling for a couple of things really quick, but first of all I want to say happy Valentine's Day to my love Lola Gitz, also on FetLife. Life. It's hard to believe that we met a year ago, February 2nd, and Valentine's Day of this year has already rolled around. Even though we didn't start dating till later in the year, it's been a wonderful time, and I enjoyed having you in my life. Little things from waking up next to you to talking to you over the telephone, going out to dinner, all the usual dating stuff. It's been a blast, and... I'm looking forward to seeing you and having you in my life February 14th next year. But for Dan and Dawn, I want to say congratulations on having over 100 podcasts and over 100 featuring your voice. Thanks for all everything that you've been doing, helping to answer the questions for people who are new to the lifestyle. And, and I'm still kind of new myself. I've only been in the scene for about a year and a half and you guys help answer a lot of questions for me that sometimes I didn't even know I had. You guys are awesome. Keep up the great work with the podcast, and I plan on listening to you guys as long as you keep putting out good material. So awesome job, guys, and thanks. You do have permission to use my voice.
3: in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Visit Adventures in Sexuality at AdventuresInSexuality.org.
2: Want to be part of Erotic Awakening? Want to share about your favorite kink and event, podcast, or book? Toss us an email at Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Let's hear what you have to say.
3: And Erotic Awakening appreciates the support of Maui Kink, creators of distinctive and superior toys for the kink and BDSM community. Visit them at MauiKink.com, or don't forget to select that you heard about them via Erotic Awakening on the checkout form.
2: Did you know you can buy an Erotic Awakening t-shirt or various selections from the Erotic Awakening audio library? Visit the shop and support page of the Erotic Awakening website. 100% of what comes in from the audio library sales goes to our title defense fund. And the dollar you make when you buy a cup of coffee goes to printer cartridges for the podcast. Thank you for your support.
3: And Erotic Awakening is proud to support
5: the Leather Heart Foundation. Oh, that's perfect for that.